Okay, so episode five of Stodcast. Um, this one was done with Elliot Verity from the band Nosebleed and also of the band Knife Club. Uh, I travelled into Leeds for this one to do it. It's the first time I've travelled for a podcast and nothing went wrong. And so I'm very, very chuffed about that. Um, yeah, did it in a day. Leeds and back. Was in Elliot's home. Genuinely one of the nicest guys to talk to. Uh, I met Elliot on a, on a motorhead forum in 2009, so when I was like 14, and I've always just kind of kept up with what bands he does, um, so in 2020 I went to go see Nosebleed Live in Edinburgh, what a band, I honestly encourage anybody to go see them live, they just put on a, a proper show, not like a lighting show or like a pyrotechnic show, just like a good gig to watch. Um, they're honestly just brilliant so if you ever get a chance to go see them they usually play Dundee or Edinburgh so please go see them um, their new album Dancing sorry just Dance with the Devil that came out two days after we recorded the podcast which is just a pure coincidence that that was the case I didn't even realise that when I went down to record it so got a nice copy nice and early got to listen to it it's bloody brilliant so yeah yeah uh, Maybe you can't tell, maybe you can tell. I've got new mics. This just got a couple of Shure SM7Bs. But what a difference with first sound, in my opinion. I think it sounds a lot better. This is my first time getting to use them, um, recording this intro. Reese did a good job editing the podcast anyway, but it'll sound even better with these. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening so far. I hate... I hate the word subscribe, but nah, just just listen to it. I'm honestly signed with that. Just listen. If you like it on Instagram, fair enough, banging. Uh, people that share it, that means a lot to me as well. I have noticed a good few extra people listening these days, and you can see online where people listen to, and like, who's listening, who's listening in America to my podcast? There's one in Africa as well. Who the fuck's listening to me in Africa? Uh, <laughs> it's fucking weird. So, anyway, thank you, anybody who's listened or given a shit or shared, whatever, thank you. Uh, 2023, I'm hoping for a lot more, I'm going to put a lot more, kind of, not more effort, and definitely more effort in, but going to try a lot harder to make things a bit more better, um, aesthetically-wise, production-wise kind of thing, try and get things looking good, so, yeah, um... Yeah, so this is episode 5 with the LA Verity, um, and we're going to do a part 2 one day, where we just sit and drink and talk about every Motorhead album, start to finish, so that will be an interesting one one day. Uh, so yeah, thank you, enjoy. So, Elliot Verity, uh, thank you for doing this with me. That's all right, um, no problem. Obviously, like I said before, start off with the same kind of basic questions of where'd you grow up? I uh, grew up in Bradford and Leeds, um, never moved out of Bradford or Leeds, just always been here. Right, sweet. Um, and that was, what was the kind of music scene around here? 
Uh, round here, it's always been because obviously sort of Leeds, especially big student town, so there's always music going on. But it's all it's always whatever's trendy with students. So when I were a student, it were all the sort of indie stuff that were going around, sort of you know. Sweet two thousands that sort of time. What was your how, what year were you born again? Ninety one. Ninety one. So like kind of mid two thousands was your kind of influenced era the most. Uh yeah, kind of. But I sort of stayed away for all that for a long time. So all them bands that got massive in mid two thousands, I I sort of kept away from because I was listening. By that time, I was listening to all classic rock stuff. So yeah. like obviously. As you know, big into Motorhead, but like all your ACDCs and Zeppelins and all that sort of stuff yeah. I was listening to around that sort of time. Exact same as me. I grew up on like Saxon, Maiden, Motorhead, yeah, yeah. and then it took me years to get into like the kind of scene we're in that, that, that I love now the most days. So yeah, yeah. That was just because I had two uncles that influenced it and nobody to show me like Gallows or Biffy Clyro or yeah. you know, Architect stuff like that. Eh? So, uh, so what was your, what was the kind of, the vibe in your house growing up in terms of music what was your mum playing what was your dad playing Is there so anything? my mum she 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 wasn't really ever into music she'd listen to chart stuff and she grew up listening to chart stuff so it, it, essentially she were what's ever on radio one my dad he were a punk in the 70s um so he sort of introduced me to all his old punk records, but he also liked things like like weird experimental stuff. Um, he showed me this band called uh, Holy Fuck, and they were really fucking cool. Um, but he's Tom Waits is his big one, that sort of like old Americana sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of it came from my granddad because he used to listen to all his old rock and roll and country, and I, you know we used to listen to a lot of that. Granddad used to make us tapes and stuff, and nice. he listened to that sort of stuff. Oh, that's just my Spotify playlist now. Actually. No, no, he just tape made my bedroom. Yeah, he like draw little covers from like Granddad's top hits. Oh, and like nice. that. <laughs> track listing the side. Yeah, and yeah. And all that stuff. Nice. So that was your kind of. What was your okay? Basically, like. You like saying Motorhead. That's how we know each other. And, yeah, yeah. Um, to start off with, what obviously that'd be the biggest. I'm assuming influence. Oh, yeah. Young, young. How who got you into Motorhead? What was the first song? Uh, Don't say the game. No, it yeah. me dad. I remember we were on, we we're on holiday in Malta or somewhere like that, and we always used to, every holiday we used to go find a little record shop, and you know he'd buy me a CD, he bought me, um, Greatest Hits, that one with the black cover. Wait, from March or Die, uh, the March or no, Die promo. It were, it was just a random one from late nineties. It had classic lineup. It were all classic lineup tracks. Yeah. Um, the first track on that were Overkill. So that bit first one that I heard, yeah. and I was stopped from then. Did you want to see the from the artwork, or did you just know who Motorhead were? Was it like it was like Sun by this? It, yeah, me. it was essentially just my dad. Yeah. It was like, right, you need to get into Motorhead now. Right. It's that's part of your musical progression. Yeah. Getting to Motorhead, and it was like, oh fuck yeah, nice. this is it. This is yeah. the band sort of thing. That's class. That's how it should be done, man. Uh, my first one was a game. I was yeah. like, I loved that, and then Uncle was like, that shit. Like, <laughs> give me the spades, and I burst off, and then I grew for like Bomber. Please don't touch, you know, yeah, yeah. giving bastards. So like. Wow, this separates. Like, well, that's it. I mean, that's yeah. the best album. You ba- can't Bastards or Gasmatron and mm, We Are Motorhead. They're, yeah. They're, they're just, yeah. But that's another, we could do another podcast. And <laughs> uh, right, okay. So you obviously got into Motorhead. Um, what was your first gig? Uh, Motorhead, 2003, uh, Leeds Uni. Um, hammered Tour? Hammered Tour, yeah. It was them, Wild Arts and 
we oh, we didn't go for first. I don't know who first band was. We we turned up for Wild Arts, um, and then obviously it was Motorhead. And my first few years of going to gigs, I didn't see another band apart from Motorhead till two thousand seven. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you told me you seen Maiden sitting down on the. Uh, oh, it would have been two thousand six. Life then. after death. No matter of life. And matter death. of life yeah. and death. Yeah, it were. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was my first non-motorhead gig, so it was 2006, and it were just before they'd put, it were either just before or just after they'd put out Matter and Life of Death, Yeah, and they played the whole album in full. No one fucking knew the songs. Oh, it's quite a slow album yeah, anyway. it's not a good album. Like, people sat down on the, in the fucking pit, Yeah, and then they came back out and did uh, Run for the Hills, Trooper, and Fear of the Dark. Everyone went nuts, yeah. and then that were it. That was the gig. It was worst. No aces high. No, no be, really. Worst fucking gig I've ever been to. That it's, to this day one yeah, of the worst yeah. gigs. It's. I love Maiden, but sometimes I seen them on the final frontier tour, yeah. and, uh, and again, like the setlist was not fan friendly. Well, this you know what I mean. Yeah. Not saying not fan friendly, but like fucking pick your tunes, boys. Right, I've noticed ever since, like last sort of. 10, 15 years, they've just been doing them somewhere back in time tours. And then every time there's been a new, a new that's album. All, that's all folk want to hear. Well, yeah. So they'll do a new album, but yeah. they won't do the full new album anymore. They'll, they'll do two songs. Yeah. They're, they're too long. Like the Book of Souls tour, um, I kind of know what song it is, but it's like 10 minutes long. They played that and it's like, could have got two good songs by Power Slave instead. I gave up after Matter of Life and Death. It was yeah. like, right, I'm done with this band now. It's, yeah. you know, it's not for me anymore. But Motorhead, you kept, obviously. Motorhead, Motorhead kept, got, yeah. but I'd say Hammered's probably my least favourite. Oh, Hammered's, yeah. In terms of, well, from like the, uh, from the Lamy, Mickey and Phil era. I think of all oh, of them. Bad, bad, magic, bad Magic, actually, that's not a good one either. But, yeah. There's some, nah, some standouts on Bad yeah. Magic. I think, was very, I don't know what was wrong with it. Because it was nah. in between Inferno and We Are Motorhead, which are just like, yeah. I don't know, it's weird. It was just, I think it would, all of it, the songs weren't great on it. They did that shite cover of God Save the Queen. <laughs> that was We Are Motorhead. That was oh, one. was it? Yeah. I, oh, what was it on Ahmed that really put me off? There's a track on Ahmed that really put me off. Serial Killer? Dr. Love? They were being Serial Killer. I quite like it. It was one of them. But yeah. It's just, it's badly produced. It's, yeah. it's you know... It's not great, they, but obviously they didn't keep many of the songs from that at all. No. I can't even believe they played. They did Brave New World Brave from New it. Brave New World, yeah. They did. I can't even think. I'm sure I'm it was just to... Brave New World and maybe Shut Your Mouth, maybe. Yeah, Shut Your Mouth they did, but yeah. that were gone by 2004, so Brave New World, yeah. so they were only playing them songs for a couple of years. Yeah. So... You was the you see you seen made in oh six and yeah. you just kept on seeing Motorhead obviously till the end. Kept what on was, seeing Motorhead. What was end, your yeah. first like non seventies eighties band that was like, you know, I mean younger, more your generation kind of thing? Towers of London. Um, so they they were out two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six. Is that another boy that was on Big Brother? Yeah. Aye, I mean, I, yeah, he was a total arsehole. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> But like my one of my dad's mates, his daughter went to uni with him, so she, because um, she's like well older than me, so she was coming up once. Said, oh, Towers of London playing Liverpool. Um, I can get us, you know, get us in for free because I know them. Yeah. Do you want to come to like this small club show in Liverpool? We'll drive yeah. over. I'll drive you back. Get you back for school tomorrow. Um, and it was them. Um, and at that time. I thought one of the best bands in the world. They were, you uh, know, 
But then, obviously, you, you look back at because we had him on in van the other week. You listen back to it now; it's like this is just drivel, all of it. The thing with them, what they're all great musicians, and then that fucking Donny Tourette who can't yeah. fucking string a sentence together, write <laughs> shit lyrics, just puts all his nonsense all over. Yeah. It. If they had someone decent who could write decent lyrics on it, they'd yeah. still be quite a cool band, I think. I think because your age at the time as well, obviously the kind of popularity of him, he was like Ken. Bad Boy 2003 oh, kind of piss, right, you know yeah. I mean? It was probably great at the time, but like, obviously hindsight's a beautiful thing. But yeah. Like, shit. So. Well, they had, they were on Big Brother. They had the, a documentary on Bravo, which were one of like the original Sky channels. I mean that. Um, and he, uh, it were like six, six episodes of them just being like twats on the road. But at that age, you think, oh, this is what Torrin's about. Yeah, just getting fucking pissed yeah, and fighting. And, yeah. Oh, it's great, this, mm. but no. <laughs> Perfect. So that was your kind of first um, non, like, 80s kind of metal band yeah. gig. Um, anyone else that kind of inspired you to, because obviously, was your first band Segregates? Segregates, yeah. Yeah, what was the kind of main inspiration behind that? Obviously, Motorhead were a good inspiration. Yeah. But was there, it wasn't really Motorhead sounding. No, well, so Smell, who were, like I started it with, I yeah. met him through the Motorhead forum. I remember him, yeah. Um, but he was he was a, a huge punk fan, but like all his UK 82 stuff, yeah. and like, you know, Studs and Spikes and yeah. fucking UK Mo- subs, yeah. all that kind of stuff, the damned and all so that. So he brought all that in, and I, obviously I'd listened to all my dad's old sort of punk records, but I'd never really got into that, and it were a, a bit of, I mean, I had a few years listening to it because it were, you know, part of the band's influence, yeah. but I never really got on with it. So, so. I started Segregates then, just you and Smell on the Motorhead Forum. Yeah, I, I can't remember how we even came up with it. It were, because we, we met on Forum and then we used to start going to Motorhead gigs together. Right. And at some point he sort of mentioned, oh, I've, started, I've picked up the bass and I've gone, well, I'm a guitarist. Nice. Do you want to start somewhere? Yeah. Um, but he were in a band for years called Comply or Die. Uh, he was a singer and they were a bit more of a, like a punky ska band sort of thing. Right, yeah. um, so he, he, he'd got experience being in bands. He'd just not played an instrument. Yeah. So he said, right, well, I want to do bass. I can do just easy open chord yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You put all the shit on top of it. I'll be a singer yeah. and I've got a drummer who can do it as well. Nice. And that's how that started. Nice. But uh, background with the Motorhead Forum, that was a good time of like well, 2009 I joined uh, obviously this was like pre- well, it wasn't nah, Facebook was a thing but Twitter wasn't a thing it was yeah. Instagram and it was just like all these kind of motorhead fans on obviously a forum which was the thing back in the mid 2000s eh? so um, I missed that it was a good time it was a good time it was the wild west as well yeah, like, I was, like, yeah. no one it would, no one had any pictures and it, yeah it was so hard to upload anything and like, it took yeah. years for anyone to go oh actually everyone's on Facebook should we just all yeah, hang I, out on yeah, Facebook yeah. so it was just all these strangers that you just knew by the fucking screen names that yeah. you just talked to all and the every time. current was just called MHB and then the number yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it was hard apart from Juggernaut obviously he kind of stood there yeah, yeah. I, c- I could never even work getting a wee avatar obviously you had to like take a picture of your camera then cut your camera to your computer yeah, yeah. or to JPEGs like, that's fucking far too hard yeah right. old school yeah, I, but like stuff the stuff they used to talk about but this 
it was great work for him because as soon as everyone got onto Facebook, everyone just started fucking falling out with each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was great on forum. We were all just mates. It took it onto Facebook because like, I can see your face now. I don't like it. <laughs> I must say there's a section called What's New in My Collection. I used to love there were like two or three boys that were like extra hardcore in terms of like they'd spend the money to get what they needed to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Marco was one of them and he and like I'd always love it and like Marco's commented and that we kinda rush like this could be sun sick and it always usually is eh? so yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm like I got a, a fucking repress overkill and C D how cool am I <laughs> <laughs> uh, right okay so right segregates was a start. So you and Smell who's the drummer? Uh like called Baylor. Oh right, okay. Um he he were in a band that used to go around with Compile or Die a lot, the Smells Old Band called The Vexed, who I were briefly in for a bit. Um, and they were just like fucking chaos bands. So he were sort of this self-taught drummer, only knew one drum beat, uh, but he could do it really fucking well. Uh, <laughs> so nice. it was just, uh, you know, him playing fast as fuck and then I was sort of keeping up with him nice. <laughs> on top of it. What was the first release you remember? Um, we oh, we had a load of weird ones. We used to so Bela, his dad's fucking horse farmer, so he lives on this huge fucking estate just yeah. in the middle of the countryside near York, and he had like this old abandoned cottage on it that we used nice. to use to practice yeah. and record and everything. Yeah. But he only had so we practiced upstairs. It had one socket downstairs that worked. Yeah, rest of it didn't work, so we ran everything off this little socket. About ten my um extensions going up the stairs and <laughs> powering a full sort of back like all the back line all the pa when recording all the fucking desk and everything no it never blew up i don't know how we managed yeah. it um first thing we did is we recorded up there um and put that on the internet but we didn't do anything properly with it no like, physicals no no first physical we got um one till you know, we'd nearly split up. So it went to like 2011, 2012. There was a EP because I was looking for this. There was a Wurzel EP, but you weren't a part of that, were you? No. 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 Um, you, did you not release anything physical when you were in the band, no? Yeah, we did. We put a seven inch out just before we split up. Right. Um, and we had a cassette of it as well. And then around the same sort of time, we just we did a little tour with the Anti Nowhere League. Oh, because they supported Motorhead in 2012. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, at the time it was cool, but, like, look, because they're on, they're on knobheads. They're all... all I didn't know, really. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Uh, homophobes and fucking... get a load of fucking racists following them. And, fun. Nazi yeah, skinheads and all that shit. That's it. Really? So, like, at the time, it's like, oh, I've just seen they supported Motorhead, now we're supporting them. It's yeah. cool, but you're looking back. But we, we played this venue in Wolverhampton uh, called The Robin... And they had this uh, thing where they record your old set and you give them 50 quid, they make your CD. So we oh, put nice. out like a live album as well. Right. Um, which... Did it sound all right? Sounded good. It were, but it were all taken from desk, so there were absolutely no crowd sound. Oh, right. So you'd say like you're just... Yeah. like a session more. Yeah, it just sounds right. dead. Like, right. and, like there's the smell talking to them and just no response. And, like, people were responding yeah, when we were there, but, but on the... <laughs> no, yeah. But, you know, it was quite cool to have, because I... That was my first, you know... It was my first proper band. Like, I'd done jams with people growing up, but yeah. that was my first proper band. And all of a sudden, we had a seven-inch out and a couple of cassettes. I was like, this is amazing. This is what, what it's about. That's, to me, that's like, if I was ever in a band, I'd just love to get a physical. It's something that was, like, nine. Yeah. Yeah, a CD or... A, like, I love cassettes... 
I wish every band's first EP or like first single was on a cassette. It, just, yeah. It's like the gen that was like kind of uh, our generation, obviously. Like all the f- like I collect older bands get um, first EPs and that, and they're always either on a a CD that was in a poly wallet. Yeah, like, with, a, with an Asda like CDR, yeah, just like scrolled. Yeah, or it's a, or it's like a set. I think because there's just something about cassettes, it just looks so nice. Well, this is it, and they're they're jumping right back into fashion now. Not in the same way vinyl is, but everyone's yeah. putting them out. Again. It's, it's, you know what? It's a fashion. I think all of it's all of it's chart shit because yeah. if you do an album bundle and you you like, oh, I'll do a green, a blue, and a red cassette. If you sell all three cassettes for like fifteen quid in a bundle, that's three sales towards your album, oh, that's and that's it, why all these yeah. bigger bands are doing like multi colours because yeah. they're cheap, cheap as fuck. You know, like fans like me buy them because they just don't want. They always want to have that. You know that you know the bug very well. Unfortunately, well, this is it. It's <laughs> literally a thing. It's like, oh, well, it's the same cover, but it's got a different fucking number on it. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> different color. Yeah, and then there's always that like test press or a miss press or something. Yeah, like a typo on it. I need to get that version. Too, well, that's so. it. It's stupid, isn't it? I got those cigarette cassettes or CDs somewhere. I've got one somewhere. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I know. I know this is professional. But... <laughs> Elliot's looking for this cassette. It's fine, we can totally edit this out. Oh, that's not, oh they're all back here. Oh, that's a live album. Nice. Oh, sick. Is that the one that was done from the sound desk? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Bullshit and Bilston. Love it. Yeah, I remember this. I remember you used uh, advertising the t-shirt, the black one, obviously. Yeah. A lot like a motorhead t-shirt, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've still got it on me. Just, like, fucking for life. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nah, that's cool as fuck, man. See, that's that's good. Okay, it's on a shelf somewhere, but you made that. Oh, so, yeah. This is it. Every now and again, I'll remember I've got them and just stick them on and just yeah, remember. Yeah, reminisce. Yeah. Much. But, like, the fella who put them out, like, fuck the mainstream, we are the mainstream. <laughs> It was just this nuts fella from Eastern Europe who got in touch with us and said, oh, I'm making cassettes, do you want some? Yeah. And then we just said, yeah, and he charged us a load of money, like probably well more than we should have paid, and sent us all these cassettes, and then we just I, couldn't get rid of them because it oh, was really? before they got sort of trendy yeah, again. So like, I, oh, we got cassettes, and everyone was like, well, I don't know. I don't care, fuck. fuck you. <laughs> that was probably like, see, like five years there to that, that's probably when yeah. people were binning their fucking cassette players. That's so, it. So, yeah. But that's like... Do you even have, like, obviously a lot of folk now, do you even have a cassette player? I yeah, I've got yeah. one built into my record Oh, right, player. see, but, yeah, but yeah. a lot of folk don't. I, yeah. I've got one purely because I bought a, a corn demo from, like, 93 or 93. Oh, this was expensive. It's yeah. like, really a nice thing to have. Uh, and I bought, you know, I think my dad gave me an old one to listen right. to. But all these folk that are buying all these album bundles and got all these cassettes, not to fucking play on. Yeah, well, yeah. Same with the folk that have vinyls. Like, I've got loads of vinyls to have a player. Not that it works. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, so it's, it's a collecting thing, yeah, but... Right, anyway, so Segregates was done. You split up in 2012? 20. No, 2013, we 13. split up. Yeah, yeah. year after. Um, we were all a bit of a mess towards the end. Yeah, uh, just falling out. Well, yeah, we like me and Smell spent all our time together. Like, we were doing the band, and then every year we'd go out and spend two months on tour with Motorhead, living in a yeah. van together. And it would just, it, I think it just got a bit too much. I remember the, I put on a gig in Bradford in this um, working men's club that the pub I was working had just bought. And it were like a proper, 
like Northern English working men's club, nice. like big fucking yeah. event space, huge stage, gold yeah. curtain, Aye. fucking mirror ball. <laughs> Sounds like fucking Phoenix Nights, mate. Yeah, <laughs> just like Phoenix Nights. <laughs> I put us on um, a band called Acid Drop, who their frontman joined Nosebleed as our bassist. Um band called Stone Cold St- uh, Kill, who were a bit more ready. And a band called Hospital Food, who were like one of the local Bradford punk bands. And we played our set like it were a fucking disaster. Um, Look, Sega to get sick. Yeah. What was wrong? Just it technical. Just smell got pissed. Like, <laughs> There's always one in. Yeah, so he'd be the fucking front man. He too. were off his fucking face, came off and said, right, band's done. And that were it. Really? Yeah. So you, I think you've not spoken really since. Or... Not, we, we got back in touch for a bit because he tried to start it up, uh, up a bit, but when Nosebleed was sort of taking off, so I said, I can't do this, yeah. so I've not spoken So he since. started uh, Segregates again, yeah. just obviously with you, same drummer? Uh, he, same drummer for a bit, and now he's got a fella who's an incredible drummer who used to be in one of, um, I used to be in Motor Headache. Aye. Oh, nice. So he's like a proper technical Mickey right. D style drummer, which nice. obviously works for what Smell wants to be doing with Segregate. Yeah. So yeah. they put they put out an album a few years ago, and it, like, it's really cool. I'm you know I'm happy they're going again, yeah. and it's, it's obviously working. for I them. listened to the Virgil EP. Mm. Um, I, I thought you were on it, and then I looked at the credits you went on it, but it was yeah. a, good, a good listen anyway for what yeah. it was. You know what I mean? Um, right, so while we're kind of in that era, um, you toured with Motorhead a lot. You just followed them like fuck, yeah, yeah. which is fucking amazing because I only got to see them every year at the, the Academy in Glasgow. Yeah, um, And I seen them in Download in 2013. That was the show before Lemmy. That was when the, it was a Hellfest or something, a Rockham ring. Lemmy went off stage halfway through. Yeah, it were Hellfest. Hellfest, yeah. Um, then the Motorhead shows were not the same after that. No, I don't no, care no. what anyone says. I love Lemmy at death. He's the godfather and he's the most, I love him with all the respect in the world, but Motorhead were not Motorhead after that, no. after that summer. Um, what was your favourite tour? Um, probably 2012, Kings at Road one. Um, that was the one with the cross and the crown on it and the t-shirt. Yeah. That was, yeah, I've got that. That's a beauty to have. Yeah, yeah because we, we, that's when we sort of threw ourselves into it and went, right, we're doing everything. Yeah, Anthrax and were on that tour. Anthrax and... Skew Siskin. No. No, Skew Siskin were the year before. Diaries of Aero, they were called. All right, okay. I don't know if they're still going. Um, but it were... Because we've been getting sort of backstage passes for a while and we were just sort of doing, um, you know, a few UK, a few Europe sort of thing. And then we said, right, fuck it, we're going to hire a van. Yeah. We're going to save up all year, save up our holidays, save up money. We're going to go on tour with Motorhead. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just, it was fucking it was incredible just like seeing him every yeah. night, night yeah. after night, yeah. turning up. And obviously all old forum crew, we met up with them yeah. and we had, there was a crew of us that went around, you're meeting Weatherspoons at midday, yeah. fucking drink till Don't the gig I, started. Yeah. Uh, those of us who had passes, we'd disappear off at four o'clock for sound check, go watch the sound nice. check, come back to the pub, you know, and do it that every day. Did you day. ever get to hear anything in soundcheck that was just like unheard of for a set list? I heard a guy got to hear Brotherhood yeah. as, as a birthday present and yeah. only murdered it once and only, that guy's got the video on his phone and he and him only, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is cool to have. They did, they used to just do old rock and roll numbers or... Yeah, like covers. Yeah, they, like they did, but it's all stuff that's been sort of released. Rosalie, that yeah, was one. They yeah, they did Rosalie, Hoochie Coochie Man. Yeah. That one that were on, let me film that Backdoor Man. I'm a Backdoor... Yeah. yeah. Right, and stuff yeah. like that they used to do. Nice. Um, halfway through that tour, they were going to reintroduce 
or else blues. So they started practicing yeah, that a few days yeah, before. And yeah. let me just couldn't get the words. You were having people shout out he, the words to He him, definitely you know. did it in Glasgow by yeah. November. Um, yeah, yeah, so it must have been early on that. They were the first few, yeah. first week or something, then he wasn't doing it, and then they put it in. Right. But it were, yeah, it just it was magic, that tour. Absolute magic. Yeah. But that was the tour that sort of started me and smelled falling out because it oh, was like two months together. That's in too the much, back. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to download for four days next year a bunch of mates. I don't plan to be pals with them. <laughs> this, is it. this is it. So, I mean, it worked out. Uh, you know, we, we got to do what we always wanted to do and go yeah. on tour with Motorhead, but it was just a bit... When we met a few years ago in Edinburgh for your gig, yeah. you were saying that something got cancelled and you went anyway. Yeah, it were tour at Europe year after 2013. Yeah. Um, we had it booked anyway, so... We had it booked, but... Well, I say we had it booked. We had flights to Europe booked. And that's all Still we had booked. booked. <laughs> so we were like, right, fuck it. So we flew into Zurich. Yeah. And we were supposed to be like, Zurich, into France, into Belgium. And then we go do a couple of days in Germany and just call it holiday and come back. We did a night in Zurich and said, right, we've pissed away all our money already because Zurich's so expensive. Uh, like it were, we had, because we got there and realized everything we needed. So we booked trains, we booked all this, hotels, and then... Yeah. First night out, you're paying like eight, nine pounds a pint. Seriously? Yeah, so we got back. and That's like, like standard notes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, fuck, we've spent everything. Yeah. So we got on train to France and I just started going out with this lass at the time. So I rang her and I said, look, I've got no money. I'm in Europe. I don't know why I'm here. Can you get me a flight home? So she booked me a flight home. So it was kind of case the same smell. I've got a flight. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And he said, "Well, I'll tr- I'll stay. I'll you know I'll try and do it." Yeah. And I was like, "Right, but I am going home." Yeah. So I went home, and a few days later, he texted me saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm home yeah. now." I mean, once I mean, were you just going to were you going to like any local gigs, or were you trying to like substitute the gigs for anything, or no, you just we're like just getting pissed? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds class, but there's only so much you can do that. Eh? Well, this was a problem. If we'd have thought about it and yeah. gone. Well, actually, we could find some local shows or we could yeah. find some cool stuff to do yeah. in these cities. It, we yeah. could have made a good, a good, good go at it, but yeah. it was just, right, we're here, let's get pissed. Yeah. Let's do First it. First night, spunk money. Bye. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now we're more, if we did not booked everything in advance, you know, while we were there, if we did thought about it, we probably could have done, you know, a few weeks on it. Why did it get cancelled? Was that just when Lemmy was out? Yeah, Lemmy's out. Cancelled yeah. that full tour. Right. Because we were going to come back. It were They were doing Europe first and then coming back to England. So we were going to do a couple of Europe. Well, if they were touring, we were going to do all of Europe yeah. and then come back and do all of England. But it, it kind of worked out because I hadn't thought about it. And obviously, you know, after all trains and everything, I had no money left. Did Whereas you, the year before, we just rented a van and it was yeah. fine. Did you go to the 2014 Arena Tour? No. no. Last last tour, I went, I went a couple on 2015. Aye, but yeah. I, I want by that point, um, because I want talking to smell. Yeah, I couldn't get the back. Well, I could have probably got the backstage pass. What was he the one that had the connections? Like, uh, he was the one who sorted it. Oh, right. Like, Singerman. Yeah, oh. I probably could have emailed him and gone. Yeah, do you remember me? Yeah, like, can you please. Yeah, but it would. I just wanted smell to do it. So, yeah. and on that point, I was just buying tickets. So I bought three. It's or still four expensive. Yeah, because yeah. they were forty quid at the, the pop at that point. Yeah, so they were. You know, and then that last tour were good. It were in Germany. Uh, well, we only, I only did a couple of England ones. But oh, in two thousand and fourteen, fifteen. They did to England two thousand fifteen. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm just thinking because uh, I had tickets for the Glasgow gig in January 2015 it was Saxon Girls School oh right I thought that would all be the same tour but you probably are right they probably did do yeah tour. it was yeah. the end it was the same tour that they um, clean your clock yeah uh, yeah so the worst live I'm ever I should never go <laughs> oh, terrible it's nice to have it's one of them it's it's a moment in time it's like the yeah what is it it's like second to last gig they ever did or last gig it's not the last, the last gig the last gig is on vinyl but it's a terrible yeah it's like second thing. to last gig or something third to last gig and yeah. it's just like right cool and that was your last time seeing them uh, yeah. that tour well I didn't go to yeah. Europe that one so it were um, you know it were obviously I wish I could have done because yeah. like, a load of my mates had gone and I was watching them all on Facebook but yeah. by that point you know I was pretty settled so I just couldn't piss off to you I know, I, know. <laughs> I had a proper job by that point uh, so yeah. like before when we were doing it because I was just working in a pub like right I'm not going to be here for two months and he'd be like <laughs> fine I can, can't walk into the office and say no, no. <laughs> I was gutted obviously I was saying it goes to the same when Lemmy died, but I was like wanting to see them one more time. And yeah, obviously yeah. with girls school in Saxon, that was like a fantastic support slot. Yeah. Um but aye, that's what it is. Eh? So you did a lot of touring with uh segregates, did, did motorhead stuff. What started off nosebleed? Uh literally just segregates ending. Yeah. I I were, you know, I want. I still wanted to be in a band at that point. Um, obviously, Smell had gone off the idea, so I was like, right, I need a new band. Um, <clears throat> but because it was going to be my band, I just thought, you know what, I'm, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. Sort of strict about it. So, you know, just put an advert up on Facebook. What um, was what was it you wanted? Obviously, you can listen to Nosebleed and you can know what you wanted, but in words, what did you want? I, did you want to be dressed up in wind uniform? Was that a... When it started, yeah. it were I wanted to be like uh, I don't know. Do you remember Shitty Limits? No. Right. So there were this punk band, Shitty Limits, who were very clean, very sort of rock and roll, mm-hmm. but fast as fuck. Yeah. Like I wanted to do that kind of thing, which is just like clean fucking punk, essentially. Yeah. And then it's kind of evolved more over years, but the advert I put out was like, I just want to be a clean fucking punk band, like a garage yeah. rock and roll punk fucking furious band. I love it. Uh, I listened to the um, Scratch Circles on the Dance Floor album a few times on the way up here. Yeah. To yeah. be down here. That artwork thing is that I'm so well it's like see if you listen to that and you could think of like, if you just you've never heard the name before you've not seen an album cover if you close your eyes listen to that record what it what it looks like in artwork is exactly how it sounds yeah, that sounds yeah, fucking yeah. weird it's like traditional old school punk you know what I mean it's nothing too mental but it's really fast and it's not like screaming or, yeah. or hardcore or anything like that it's nothing like that it's just punk yeah. like very not plain but just like straight to the point punk but obviously really fast days, yeah, so yeah. Nah, I'll, I'll, I really do appreciate it. And obviously live, uh, it's just a different game for you guys. I feel I don't think the record does you justice live. Well, no. I mean, we we when we recorded it, we only had four days to record it. So the album? We, yeah, uh, so just a case of getting put it down. Yeah. What comes out, comes out. Yeah. So we were... It's a good sort of representation of songs we had, but obviously live at the time, we were a lot tighter, a lot not tired, but a lot more fucking of a machine. Yeah. Whereas this, we were like, we have to do it straight back. Just, you know, yeah. two guitar tracks, a bass track, drum track, vocal tracks, done. We've only got four days. Are you the original three? Uh, no. So it's me and Ben 
Smouldering Ben Hanna. Smouldering Ben Hanna. <laughs> and you've got Dickie Riddums. Dickie Riddums. I love yeah. that name. And yeah. Reverend Elia Verde. You've got to do, you've got to do the Reverend <laughs> thing, haven't you? No, we, we've, we've had a few drummers in our time. It's always been me and Ben. Um, well, I say that. For a time, it was just me and the original drummer for a few months just trying out bassist but then since Ben joined it's just been him and then we've had a few drummers since but we sort of settled on Dickie now he's really working out for us he is really fast yeah he's, he's such a good yeah. drummer um, he just sits there like a skinny like skeleton and sweats yeah, and just yeah. battles through it and just like he drums like a dog going for a bone <laughs> that's what we've always said um, when we got him he said I can only give this six months I'm moving to Brazil all right. Um, so we first, luckily, first few gigs we had with him were a couple of gigs out in Europe, a couple of really good sort of local gigs, and then some big festivals. And he was like, well, if this is what we're going to be doing, I'll stay here. I want to be doing Why this. Why was he going to Brazil? Was it a personal just, thing? Yeah, that? he just fucking loves Brazil. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, he's writing to his um, like world music. Um, he's like a fucking weird expert on like drums from around the world. All right, okay. So he just, he, he wanted to go out and move there and just fucking sit and play fucking whatever the local drum is on a beach, you nice. know, just get by. Yeah. Um, but we changed his mind because we, we we promised him the world and then... You promised him touring in a van. Yeah, yeah. UK. Obviously, what? we oversold what? it uh, <laughs> massively. It's not actually a transit, it's an old posty van. Yeah. <laughs> so that started um, Nosebleed. So you and Ben and your original drummer. Mm-hmm. So I've got here, It's All Right, 2015. Was that the first release or is that just the first release I can find? That's the first release you can find because we scrubbed our first release. Why? I hate when bands do it. <laughs> it's, unless it's got something that you said like... 20, like obviously, see, they get a little band say some 20 years ago, this is unacceptable now. I get that, but was it don't don't delete shit? Just you think it's shit, okay? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you did? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that a physical copy? Or was no, it... it was online. Right. Um, Bandcamp, band I take it. Yeah, he's probably still got it in his computer. I can send you right. a copy of it, but it's, it's bad. It's horrendous. In what way? Purely made, purely recorded. Poly made, poly recorded, poly performed. Right. Like, Nosebleed were the first band I'd ever done vocals in. Right. So you can, there's like a progression of my vocals. Did you not throughout. do backups and segs? Or a little that? bit, but yeah. you were just shouting. Yeah. They want anything that I'd have to perform. Have you got a technique? Or are you just, are I, you a proper vocalist and you take care of your voice? Or are you just like, fuck it, I've had five pints and I'll just shout? Uh, I used to be like that. Yeah. I take care of it a lot more now. Yeah. It's because um, we did, when you came, to, that tour you came to see us on Edinburgh, I'd lost my voice. Yeah, you said that. Because yeah. I felt bad. Cause I was like chanting for an hour, an hour and a bit. It was like, my voice is gone. I was like, yeah, but it's my first time meeting you. Like, <laughs> so you were sitting chatting. <laughs> yeah, no, I ended up losing my voice because I just yeah. wasn't looking after it. Like late nights, drinking every night, yeah. you know, just going mental on it. Mind when I first seen you, we were at the bar and then you were giving your mate a fiver, go to the office and get my bottle of rosé for the band home. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this were it, yeah. That's the type of two we're dealing with here. Yeah, so it, um, after that, I was like, no, I need to I need to look after this now. So and COVID was after that anyway, so you couldn't do fuck all for... Well, this is it. That was like, because that was February 2020, I'm sure. That yeah, one, yeah. It was, it was, and it was like yeah. less than a month later, the world was, was done. So well, did it. you finish the tour or did you get... We finished the tour, we managed to do that and we did a few gigs after as well. Um, and then over COVID, I got, I thought, you know, learn how to look after my voice. And then since we've been back. Do you do warm ups? Uh, do warm ups. I mean, mainly it's just drinking water. I'll have like 
yeah. three, four litres of water during the day on the lead up to a gig. Uh, I barely drink at gigs anymore. It's, really? Yeah. Like, if we're out on a tour, if we're going back to someone's house, I'll have a few cans. But yeah. if I'm at a gig, I just Not don't drink. Not a rosy in a cold van. I know no. Into it, no. <laughs> no it's, Fair enough. It's one of them. It's, you know, because you, obviously it's fucking muscle. I know. I, d- I didn't appreciate it until I tried it myself. Yeah, and I yeah. speak to people. It's just mental. Yeah. Like it comes to the diaphragm, I thought it just came to the throat. I just thought, I just thought you shouted, and it sounded good. Well, this is it. I was always the same. Yeah. I just thought, oh no, it just came out. But you start looking into it. It's yeah. like, oh, actually, all of this needs looking after. It's like going yeah. for a run and not having trained sort of uh, thing. Yeah, you know. So, so now I, I really do sort of tend to look after it. Cause, you smoke as well. Yeah. Does that affect it, or do you think that makes because also your voice a bit raspier? Yeah. With it, is that something that you don't plan on changing? Is that something that you thought about stopping to help? It, uh, no, I mean it, it's. I can't stop. <laughs> no, I th- I, it's all right. It's you know it's with everything else I'm doing, it's manageable. Really. Yeah, if it, it's worse when we got Europe because everyone else is smoking, but inside. And, oh, it's a total gas chamber. Yeah, yeah, you just you forget uh, how bad it is in being in rooms trying to do yeah. anything where everyone's smoking and uh, like. So we there's a pub we play in Germany quite a lot, and everyone smokes in there. And uh, halfway through, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to stick my head outside for two minutes. <laughs> I think because uh, you're 91, you had started going out just as the smoking ban came in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was obviously, but I remember like my we'd be having a family meal. My dad just sparks a fag up at dinner, and obviously you look back now, it's like I can't imagine. I, know, yeah. I was actually place I worked. A boy came over from France. And he lap a fag in my work. I said, like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, this is like normal for me, eh? And I was yeah, like, it's yeah. just weird to think that, like, the UK will obviously never bring back fags and uh, smoking in venues, eh? Which is just crazy. But... This is it. I mean, there's a, there's, um, a few lads that we've seen doing it. Band from France, the exact same thing. We're all staying at some fella's house and they just started lighting up in his house. And smoking he, in the house, I think, is rank. Well, and he was, he was like, what are you doing? He was like, yeah. oh, this is just normal in France. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, not here. Go, yeah, go away. Yeah. <laughs> go outside, yeah. Mm-hmm. And none worse when you come into some countries that smokes and it's just like, everything just reeks yeah. there. So. Um, right, okay, so, right, okay, it's all right. Was that, is that the next release or did you scrub that something was, else? That was did the next release. Right? No, okay. What was the first EP called? Or was that a single? Uh, Anna, it was called. Hannah. Anna. Anna. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, I mean, to be fair, tracks on it are the same, three at the same, because it were only three tracks. It were Anna, It's All Right, and another one that's on that EP. So it's right. just the first versions of them. So it's not, you're not missing on anything sort of rare and unreleased. It's, you know, ones that were released again when we were a bit better sort of thing. <laughs> and then it was Something in My Head. Something EP. in My Head, yeah. What was your thoughts on that? Uh... You know, I thought at the time it were a bit, it felt like we rushed it out and it were a bit shit. That had a seven inch to it, I'm sure. No. No, it was like a cassette. No, it were just a CD, just but a CD. we'd done the CD like seven inch. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, we play all those songs live now. Yeah. Like, and most of Anna, uh, most of Anna, most of it's all right, we've dropped. Right. So those songs have stood the test of time. But I mean, when we put it out, I. It one of those things, or you know, it's been a year. We probably should put something out. Oh, we just got a new drummer as well, so we're like, oh, we need something with him on it. Right. Uh, so we just sort of rush some songs out. Yeah. And we're like, well, these will do. Yeah. And then still, here, though, still so. playing them. So it's how many? You've got about twenty songs in your set, I think. 
it depends what we do. We because all your songs are like at two minutes max. So yeah, you know what I mean. So you can you can afford to put twenty twenty five in there. Yeah, I mean it depends where we play. Like we'll get because we play a lot of the punk gigs, so they're normally oh you got half hour forty five minutes, so we fit it in. Yeah, but we do. We've got like this whole other weird scene that we do where we're just like the turn in a pub and we're the band that's playing all night. Right. Um, and for them, we'll do like an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, so it's just a case of just yeah, every, pushing every them song, on. every yeah. release, yeah. And we've got like weird interlude bits that we do and it's that's more like going to a fucking variety yeah. show. <laughs> I, will, I will say, the kind of, I'm not going to use the word fucking bromance here, but the kind of connection that you and Ben have on stage like back and forths which yeah. is brilliant because he's almost like a second vocalist as well yeah and he's and it's really really well worked so it's all i mean it is a show as well it's not like a it's not a, a show spectacle in terms of there's fireworks and pyrotechnics but it's like a there is something to watch as well as good music as well, this well. Is it. i mean it's entertaining yeah if you will you know what i mean well we we didn't want to sort of turn up at venues and just be like that band stood on stage yeah and see uh, yeah bonking about just yeah. stood still bobbing their head and yeah. then they're done and we're like no yeah. it's you know met this at theater almost yeah. like yeah. you know have a full thing it's like we get a load of people who come up and go oh was that all that just off the cuff you just jump in and we're like no, no. all of that is like very rehearsed yeah, yeah very rehearsed yeah. we know exactly what's going to happen yeah. we just need to react to you lot because we yeah. don't know what you lot are going to yeah. do sort of that Edinburgh gig I was at was quite dead there was not a lot of crowd participation no. but like still though like he's in the crowd playing that's what I if I was ever to be in a band I'd be playing in the crowd because that's where you make the most um, impression on somebody yeah, yeah. standing on a stage to me is overdone obviously yeah. that's where you're meant to be on a stage but <laughs> yeah. do something different St- playing the floor I-, I love it when bands playing the floor yeah. or like they let the fans up on the stage that well, that's people it. remember that sort of yeah, stuff whereas it's... if you're just a, a three piece band okay playing good punk songs but you're not really doing anything no, no you just need to did. bring a bit of a show to it you're not doing anything that a sport band did different you're oh, not yeah. going to be remembered eh? so well, that's it yeah it's just sticking in people's mind we always like it when we support a bigger band because yeah. we go out and do that and then they've got to come on and do their show then and like yeah, yeah. remember we played with um uh Lars Fredrickson's um other band that's not rancid. I can't I can't think what they're called. Anyway, he's right, essentially he's pretending to be a football hooligan now. Like that's his old thing. He's like Oh yeah, Millwall. Like, Fucking no. Millwall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually turn up to Millwall, see what right. happens. <laughs> yeah. Um so we supported them and we, you know, we got in the crowd, did our old thing. Um he, I think he quite liked it because he was like quite complimentary after. Mm-hmm. And then next few days, loads of reviews came into the show, and all these reviews said we were better than them. I... So I just started sending them on on Instagram. He's yeah, blocked yeah, me on yeah. Instagram because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept telling telling him, "Look, these people said we were better than you." I <laughs> think that's every support band's that that should be every support band's goal. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. to upstage. Oh the, yeah, definitely. The, you know what I mean? That. The support band, if they're not doing their, they're not doing their job right. If they don't make the the main band nervous to go fuck, we need yeah, to yeah. be like them times ten. You know what I mean? So well, that's it. It's yeah. it's you know it's 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 always nice when someone comes up to you after and go, you were my favorite band tonight. Yeah. If you're if you're supporting, um, you know there was a girl who was at that gig, and I've seen her a few times around shows, and I seen her like I think it was a Twin Atlantic gig two years later. Or well, I think it was early, it was either earlier this year or later last year, and I was like, I seen you at one of my mates' gigs in like a small club in Edinburgh, 
And she was like, was it a, was it Nosebleed? I was like, yeah, that was the one. So they, they were fucking amazing. And we were just like chatting about things. Like, yeah, just like, just the charisma you guys had. And like I said, kind of back and forth with you and Ben, which is, was fucking brilliant. Eh? So, I mean, that gig, it wasn't a busy gig at all, no, but you made an impression. No. You made an impression. Well, so. that's it. I mean, we, we, we always say, cause like promoters will say to us sometimes, if it's like, you know, a bit quiet, they'll always go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, it's about entertaining the people who are there. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if no one's turned up, as long as the people there are having a good yeah. time. Like, we've played, we played gigs to like two people before, <laughs> you know, and we make sure those two people yeah. have a good time. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a bit demoralizing. Like, we went from, we did, uh, this year we played a gig that was like 450 like sold out cat oh, like nice. rammed nice and then the week after we played to about 10 people and like oh yeah last week yeah, <laughs> last week yeah. we had 450 people yeah, going for it yeah this week it's these 10 people i but... suppose both gigs are good for you though because okay the 450 that you feel like amazing but like yeah. the 10 people was like back to reality you're human and you're a small band well, and work it. hard yeah yeah so yeah. that's quite a good kind of snapback you know yeah I mean? so, yeah uh, right, okay, so the Scratch Circles on the Dance Floor album, um, you've recorded it in four days, you said? Four days, yeah. Four days. Any, exper- any experiences of that you want to talk about? I mean... Where was it recorded? It was just up the road. There's a oh, studio right. called The Nave, um, a fella called Andy Hawkins runs it, who is now just the fourth member of Nosebleed. He's just going to be doing our stuff now on. Nice. From now on. It, like, cause he really gets what we do. Yeah. And he's not afraid to bollock us when we're doing it shit. And Good. he's not afraid yeah. to go you've written that, but actually this will be better and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but that were our first time meeting him and it were a case of, right, you've booked four days, what we're doing, a few, few tracks, set our album. And he was just like, oh shit, right, yeah. we need to start fucking working now yeah. then. Um, Is there anything, any songs written in the studio? No, we were, we were pretty good for that. Um, we had it all sort of set out. In fact, there were a song on it that didn't even make it on it. We recorded it for that one, um, for Dance with the Devil, because we we sort of recorded it and Andy said, this isn't for this album. Yeah. This is more than what this album is and it's yeah. called the next one because a lot of Scratching Circles we've been writing since uh, Dickie joined and then that one was the last one I'd wrote before we went into the studio. He said, no, you can tell the progression in this and this is just like that next step so it's another yeah. album sort of thing. Um, but... I think I don't think he really knew what was coming when we sort of turned up and said we want to do an album in four days. Yeah. But I think he got that, you know, we'd worked That's, hard at it. And... I take it that was taking inspiration from Motorhead when they turned up to uh, to record the album Motorhead in two oh, days. Yeah. In two days, so that's it. Can be done. I bet. It it was, be I bet done, it was yeah. a. I bet it was a fucking hard four days. Oh, it was a slog. It was uh, sort of twelve, thirteen hour days. Just like was vocals done last. Yeah, yeah. Just that's, flat out recording. Yeah. But I think I think he really, you know, he'll probably tell you differently. But I think he really sort of understood our work ethic and yeah. stuff, and he was like, oh, "Right, yeah, cool." Yeah, you know. And From now what? at this point, we just mates, sort of thing. That's good. From listening to um, um, I'm shaking. That's a fuck. I love that song. I take it that was played live when I seniors. Yeah, yeah. And wrong. That's another good song as yeah. well. So they're sort of setless mainstays. Yeah. Those ones, those ones, because they're they're always good to pull out because they're just quick and. And they're over fast. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, bit of energy, everyone gets a shock and then you Yeah. Can... Um Right, for what I've got down, it's no sleep till Hengel. No sleep's Hengelo, yeah. Hengel, yeah. not Hengel. Where's Hengel? 
it that... is in the Netherlands, like north, um, tiny little town. Right. And they have this. They have this. Um, festival every year called beat the box fest in this pub and when we got asked to do it because a fellow had been over um and seen us somewhere and said you got to come do this so we're like yeah right cool and he said oh it's all getting filmed and it's all getting recorded so I'll, I'll send you a copy out so we went and did this gig um we'd had a nightmare weekend on the run-up to it because we did it was literally thursday night liverpool Friday night, we were in Belgium. Saturday night, we were at Hengelo, and then we were coming home, and that were it. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool, we went and played a gig. It was fine. And then we were like, right, we need to drive overnight to get the uh, ferry across um, in the morning. So we'll drive down, get in at four. We'll book a hotel, net ferry, and then a few hours sleep up to Belgium. When we got to Dartford, uh, near London, where big bridges, someone had crashed and died on bridge. Fuck. But we were stuck like four cars behind them. So we were stuck on this bridge behind this fucking wreck of a car. All police sort of turn up. Everyone's having to like scoot across, but it's standstill. And because obviously they didn't know she was dead straight away. So they were like trying to cut her out of the car, trying to do all this. So hours and hours and hours. We ended yeah. up eight hours on this bridge. Oh, for fuck's sake. And we're like, by the time the light was off, we're like, Right, we need to go straight to the ferry. None of us are slept. Hotel, yeah. 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 So we got on ferry, got up to Belgium, to this little town called Ninova. Um, and we turned up and the guy is, is just lovely. A uh, friend of ours, Philip, he, he sort of like, I've cooked for you, I've got beers for you, I've got this, got this. And we're like, oh man, that's great. Yeah. But we've all been up all night. Can you just yeah. show us where the hotel is? He's like, yeah. it's next door, but come on, I'll feed you. We'll... <laughs> so we ate ready to go to hotel. He was like, right, set up and do a sound check. Right, set up, do a sound check. I was like, right, now we're drinking. So, <laughs> so he started drinking and then his band supported us. They did their set and then we did our set. But the way the pub was set out, it was like a back room and then like a corridor, so like an L-shaped sort of thing. And we were in the back room. Mm-hmm. And we when we'd set up, no one had told us it was too loud for this little room. Right. So we started playing. Everyone just went out of this little room Ooh. and started watching from the corridor. So we could see all these heads pointing around. But yeah. And we're like telling people to come in and they're going, no, no, no. Yeah. I just watched. We came off and I was going, oh, it's really good that. It's just too loud. Like, why didn't you tell us? Like, yeah. we played to an empty room. Yeah. Just some heads pointing around. <laughs> uh, but everyone loved it. And then the next day we went to that NOS uh, where we recorded NOS at Swanglow and promoted, uh, took us in. He took us to this restaurant, had a meal, and I don't know what we're in this meal, but Ben got really sick off it, like food poisoning. Yeah. And he was like, he, he would die. I was like, we've come all this way for this. We need to go on stage and do this. So he's like playing, he's white as a sheep. Yeah. And he's like, I can't get off stage. I was yeah. like, right, I'll do the off stage bit and playing. And then it's really busy. So at some point, I just get back on stage because he's like, he's rammed in that pub. I can't move. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then he disappears and he comes back and he's like, I've been sick. I was like, where? He was like, oh, behind there. And I had a look. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And he had it all down oh, himself. Then as a, as a suit. Yeah. <laughs> so we finished the set and then I came off and fucking slipped immediately and he's sick because it was like right where we came off. Oh, and he went and passed out in an upstairs room. Oh, fuck. Um, 
<laughs> the rest of the gig were fine. Like he was just passed out, and we went back to this fella's house, the promoter. And next day, we woke up at seven because I was like, "We need to get the ferry home now." Yeah. And he cooked us this huge breakfast, and fucking, I was stressing about getting the ferry. Ben was still really sick. Yeah. Dickheads, because Ben was sick, had drunk all his free beer. So he was just hung yeah. over. So we're all just sat there not eating. He put this yeah. huge spread on. Oh. We're like, actually, we just got to go now. Oh, <laughs> but then he sent us that gig, and I said, "Can I release that? I'll, you know, do you want some money towards yeah. the festival?" He's like, "No, I'll do what you want with it." So we put out this live. Album. Do you like the release? It's all right. Yeah, I think it Ben hates it. Yeah, Ben doesn't like it. Dramatic. It's, it's. I mean, it's the thing with live albums is as well when you get them back raw. They're never as good as you think they're going to be. So there's like there's overdubs and stuff on it, which made it sound a lot better. Like the raw file. You can send, you can hear the fans. Sorry, and that unlike I'm assuming the yeah. sender gets money. So it's not straight. Was it straight for the sound desk? It was a mix. mix. So you had straight from the sound desk, but you also have like a room mic as well. Yeah. So you mixed them. Um, but from what he took from the sound desk for us, were a bit weak. So we just had to beef some of that up. Just put some extra guitars and stuff on it. Right. Um, and it came out a lot better. But I think, I mean, it's a nice moment. It's a good moment in time sort of album. Like, oh, yeah. that's what we were doing then. It's, you know what I mean? It was like, a, it wasn't just a standard issue touring um, issues either. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. getting ill and all that stuff and playing to an L-shaped room with folk watching you through the corner. This is it, Two yeah. things that happened in that weekend, it's probably never happened again. I yeah. bet. So, um, with... It's something, something I spoke to a couple of folk about now. Um, playing in Europe, big difference to the UK. Oh, yeah, huge. Promoters give a fuck. And promoters... Are, the fact that you put on two big spreads for you yeah. and then give you a case of water and a big multi-pack of Walker's crisps. Yeah. You know what I mean? I bet, you don't even get that sometimes over uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> so um, what's your experiences of touring Europe? What's oh, the best... Love it. Um, best city, best country? Uh, Germany is always my favourite place to go. Yeah. There's two places in Germany. There's a place called Schwerin up in the north of Germany next to Berlin. And there's a place called... Something. Augsburg, next to Munich. And like we'll always go... I like the up in Schwerin, he always looks after us. We turn up with like family and like takes us out. You know, a few drinks, big meal, don't let us pay for a thing. Yeah. We go back to the pub, we do our gig, um, and he's like, right, you're not paying for anything now. You stay so up all nice. night with me. Yeah. You know, we'll have a party. And he's like, don't matter if you're, you're on last day of tour or first day of tour. Yeah. He's like, I need to have a party with you. So we always save ourselves yeah. for him. And then this place in Augsburg, um, down there in Munich, he's, we played there. First time we played there, on a Monday night, and he had us on in the fish restaurant. <laughs> so we turn up there's all these people just sat eating the dinners and I'm like oh, what's going on here and he was like right you know it's it's dinner time like come back later so we went and had a uh, walk around we came back about 6 o'clock he was like right do you want your tea I said yeah so we had some tea sound checked he was like you're not coming on till 11 and we're like it's a Monday night he's like go away yeah. <laughs> so we went out again came back and we start talking to him and there's no one about it's like half past ten there's no one about I'm talking to him he's like how many bands is it tonight he's like it's just you and we're like right we've never been here before and he's I said how much are you charging him he said it's 15 euros he's like you're charging 15, 15 euros, euros ahead what was like, the cap yeah, yeah, yeah. what was the cap uh, like 200 
And I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be a disaster. Yeah. He said, trust me. Got to eleven o'clock. He opened doors. Place were packed. Aye. And he was like, I've made you celebrities. Nice. Around here. Um, and he was like, incredible gig. Like lovely people. Everyone we spoke to. And yeah. he just, it, that was the end of a, a Europe run, and we'd had a bit of a shitty run because um, it were badly booked so we're up and down we're driving all day and it was just like oh, I want this to end and yeah. we played that gig and like actually this is really fucking cool yeah. so we those are two best places Shreya and Augsburg do you sell a lot of merch over there as well yeah, yeah. they're alright um, that's all going to change now because obviously you've got a fucking tax and all that stuff yeah, and all that and so bad it's literally murdering the yeah I'll, I've always said as well like see venues that do a, a merch cut they're, oh, yeah. they're bad enough but adding this to it you know what I mean it's just going to fucking kill everything off yeah yeah all these small bands you're from different countries it's hard enough to get them over here now it's just going to be fucking even harder well this is it I mean luckily we got mates out there so we've said next time we go we could get them to get all our merch printed just yeah. get a run with some shitty CDs yeah um, they're, they're in a band that's three pieces as well so yeah. if we have to borrow their backline just fucking yeah. sneak across yeah no, fair enough man um, so that takes us to the No Sleep Till Hingle that was obviously done and then what tour was that and was that before the 2020 yeah we recorded that in 2017 but we put it out oh, was that, after, oh I was going to say that was comes it was released after the dance floor yeah, yeah. so that were we put that out because um, my car broke down and we needed some funds for a new car Um so that's why we put that out. So right. it's like, because we didn't, we didn't want to just be like, oh, do a GoFundMe or whatever. Yeah. You know, we wanted to have uh, some of people and yeah. just say, right, we need money, but yeah. here's something you can have. Yeah. Um, so I did, you know, did that CD. I did a, a T-shirt with it and we did it all, designed it like the old Motorheads, you know. Yeah. So I did um, like a nosebleed with a little umlaut on it. I did mm. like a Motorhead style fucking yeah. uh, Grim Reaper sort yeah. of thing and, I, they were best selling t-shirts we ever did them I probably should do them again <laughs> so that brings us to now with the dance of the devil which just so happens and I said this when I uh, spoke to you before this uh, when I booked this way I generally didn't even realise you had an album out in two days but yeah. so this <laughs> kind of works as well as good promo for me and you yeah 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 um, so yeah so dance with the devil what's the script with that was it recorded same place just up the road with the, place, the fourth member the road, uh, but it took months did this one we really took our time with it is that was that a conscious thing to do or is that just yeah we yeah. we definitely wanted to spend totally more different, time on it. different approach different approach the, yeah. the way we wrote it was different because we used to we used to stand in the practice room just throw riffs at each other and, yeah. and say so the rule always was if you don't if it doesn't feel right in five minutes scrap it right you know um and we still kind of got that approach but now we sit down and we, you know, we sit and write and we'll tweak stuff. So it's more like, oh, if you don't like it in five minutes, scrap it. It's more like, if you wake up tomorrow and you don't like it, scrap yeah. it. Yeah. So we've still got kind of like an immediate thing with how we write stuff, but we do just think about it now. Yeah. And I mean, on this new record, like, this, whereas, you know, Scratching Circles is quite stripped back, there's so much going on on this new record. Yeah. Got... From the three singles alone that I've heard, it's a lot different to Scratching. Yeah. Um, but you can, I don't know, it, it's not the same straight basic punk as what Dance 4 was. So what's your, what do you think the kind of style is in this? I think this is more like a, 
genuinely just more like kind of hard rock album. This yeah. is more like the albums that I grew up listening to, yeah. like what all the the old bands were putting out. And yeah. It's you know, it's. I think now I'm writing the music that I want to listen to rather than right. the music that people know knows but for sort of thing. How long has it been recorded for? Uh, recorded it in 2019. We were going to put it out in 2020. Aye, right, okay. Lockdown, yeah. couldn't put it out. Then we were going to put it out in 2021 when things started opening up again and then yeah. it all started yeah, shutting yeah, down again. Yeah. So we like, this year, it was like, we need to get this album out this year. Cause, I mean, to be honest, we're all a little bit fed up. <laughs> uh, but you start, you played quite a lot all the live probably. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even going to feel like a new album. Bits it's and pieces gonna... live, listening yeah. to it back you know, over lockdown, just having to talk about it, you know, because every year people go, where's this album coming? Yeah. They're like, we are locked down, we yeah. can't tour it, leave us alone. <laughs> I've got it, you're just not getting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, you know. Have you started writing the next one then? To we kind have, of get yeah. over that, yeah. I must be shit having to sit in it for so long. I mean, it's bad enough if it's like, because it's like rough about six months between finishing recording and getting the physical copy out yeah. to people. Two two and a half years is a long time to be it's fucking sitting ages, in it. Ages, honestly. You had physical CDs for two and a half years. No, I mean we've look. I say luckily, yeah, because uh, Adele wanted to put her album out uh, on vinyl this year. Uh-huh. All the fucking uh, record pressing plants have been yeah maxed out because yeah, of Adele. She yeah. wanted five million copies. Seriously, yeah. So we had to wait for a year to get our records between ordering it and receiving it was a year because they were all wrapped up with Adele I've spoken to a couple of mates about this on this before and it's just like such a wait and obviously when somebody big comes in they just get they get pushed right to the front front of the queue yeah luckily it's getting a bit better now Um, do you ever release seven inches seven inches are now gone they they were a big thing between say 2007 and 2012 like every band their first single was or or an EP or just a daft thing was always putting a seven inch. They're now gone. Yeah, Why? It's, it's yeah. money. It's literally because it costs nearly as much to do a seven inch as it does to do a twelve inch. Is it? Yeah, because right, okay. it's um, the the stuff they they actually use to make it. Yeah, is really expensive. The extra five inches just doesn't. You know, yeah, so no. you get people if they if they want to put something out on record, you're better doing like a one side one side twelve inch. Yeah, and maybe get like the back of it etched or something. Yeah, you know, that's all rather than doing a seven inch because it's it's just not financial. Like I said, yeah, yeah, because you'd have to sell the seven inch for twelve quid now to make it worthwhile, especially like a high level sort of thing. You know, yeah, it, and people won't buy it because they go, well, it's seven inch it should be a, a fiver. I know, I that's that's what I would say. But I mean, I've I've, I've paid fucking stupid money for seven inches before. Well, like, this is it. Like we we yeah. can't talk. Uh, <laughs> did, you, um, did you pay at the arse for the Athens seven inch? No, I, I never got the Athens did you not? one. No. no, I paid up the arse for a fucking bootleg. Uh, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And then there's Bulldog as well. Yeah, I had that one for a bit, and I sold that. I got about yeah. 200 quid when I sold yeah. that. Um, I paid 120 for fuck off, but that yeah. were about, about nearly 10 years ago now, yeah. so I, I dread to think what it's worth now. Oh, so it's just daft. Fucking, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of them that would do it. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm still putting out the shit they're putting out. It's like yeah. Singerman's fucking merch empire. I am sick to fucking Singerman. They're just murdering ah, Motorhead. Well, have you seen they're doing that? Um, Aussie, the Aussie thing, yeah. yeah. I seen that like Motorhead are playing a festival next year, and I boot fucking. I was like, what? Yeah. And it's an online festival, so it's not really a festival, is it? But no, but I don't know how they're gonna do it. 
I don't really want to know if I'm honest. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't buy any of the really. I mean, I've been, I bought the, I bought a couple of the, the Overkill and the Bomber, the 1979 package and mm-hmm. Ace of Spades and the, I will buy the Another Perfect Day one because that's my favourite Motorhead album oh, of, yeah. of the Bronze Era. So the, hopefully they do something really good with that yeah. and put out because I'm the, the re-releases are shit. It's B-sides we've all heard. A live albums have already been bootlegged. Yeah. It's still a new package and well, this is it. I haven't been price. buying the record, but I've been buying because I've been re-releasing the tour T-shirts. Yes. So every yes, time I bought yeah, tour T-shirts, yeah. so I got the Air Up Your Sleeves one. Yeah. I got the No Sleep Summer Smith yeah. one. I got the Iron Fist one. So yeah. I'm hoping because yeah. there's never been a good. It's been really hard to get old of a, another perfect day T-shirt. And they were nice T-shirts. As yeah. Well. So I've only ever had bootleg ones. You're right. Okay. And I just want a proper nice one. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to that as well, but. As I say, I won't buy the record. Yeah. But I've been buying them fucking live ones. They've been putting out them. The the to be fair, the uh, the lost the lost was it lost the albums. Lost, they yeah. have been the best thing to be released because they're from tours that you never fucking hear from. But this is it. Uh, so from like ninety seven till uh, two thousand and one, I think. Um, yeah, the live the lost the lost albums, lost live albums, what they're called. They were good, but like clean your clock, releasing yeah. all these. I mean, I'm a sucker. I buy all the alcohol. Um, but just anything to stick Motorhead's name on it, fucking sing him and I'll do it. And it's just, yeah. and it's exactly what Lemmy protested. Remember that box set that came up? Yeah, the Snaggle told him not to buy Don't him. fucking buy it. Yeah. If he was still alive, he'd be saying, don't fucking buy it. So I've been, I'm wondering if they're cheap now. I keep looking in just to see if the I can The early years them. box set, yeah. I still wouldn't buy it. Even if it was for a tenner, I still wouldn't I just, buy it. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Is that really? <laughs> That's shit plastic Snaggle yeah. set. <laughs> I'm sure I've been banned from the Motorhead Facebook page because when they put out Iron Fist, I wrote a cash cow comment about Singerman and I went to check back because I've not seen Motorhead on my Facebook for a while and I can't, I, I can't find it. It won't come uh, to my feed. Probably blocked you. <laughs> yeah, I think they probably have actually, but uh, fucking stand an issue. Anyway, stop this and Singerman. It's <laughs> a trick. Um, right, so Dance with the Devil, you've got that coming out on Friday. Yeah. Um, you've just came off a tour there, a UK tour. Yeah. Um, what you got planned for next year? Uh, next year, we've got... What have we got next year? We're going to try and record a new album next year. Are you playing Scotland next year? Uh, we will be, yeah. Anything booked? Uh, nothing booked, but, right. you know, we're only a message away from yeah. Scotland. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, to be fair, it's one of my favourite places to go is Scotland. It's great when we go up there. I was got to do the Dundee gig uh, yeah. a couple of months back, but do Glasgow next time. That'll always be fun. Yeah. We, I mean, we've done Glasgow once. We did 13th night. No, Glasgow, is it 13th night? No? Yeah. 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 And it was a bit quiet, but we played there on like a Wednesday, so I'd love to go up on a weekend yeah, and you yeah. know see what it's like. Um, but we could, we could, we can work a circuit out around it. We always got to go to Dundee. That's always our one, yeah. our one thing. We have to go to Dundee, and then anything else we can work around. We did like Inverness once. Uh, in That's this- one of the touring cities. There's always Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Glasgow, yeah. and. Um- uh, Inverness, but I've never been to Inverness. Is it good? It, it's quite fun. Was it Ironworks? Uh, no, it was just this little pub. Essentially, it this it was this fellow who come to see us. Uh, first time we played Edinburgh, he come down to see us, and we got chatting with him. Um, and then he booked us, and he booked his pub out. Got his fucking all his mates to come, booked full pay. Um, I mean, not a lot of people showed up. All his mates came, yeah. and, like, and we're like, "Why have you done this?" He was like, "Well, tonight it's cost me four hundred quid to put on, 
if I want to come see you in like Glasgow or Edinburgh or Dundee, mm-hmm. it costs me nearly 400 quid to do that anyway. Right. So I might as well just pay the 400 quid yeah. and have you come to me. And try and make some money back yeah. on it. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, fair enough. Um, nice. They, they That's they a good fun. attitude for a, for a UK promoter. That's very yeah. a rare attitude to have. Like, so. Yeah, no, it was were, it were really fun. And then we stayed, um, what's the town next to it? Neath. I don't know. It's very far up north for me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> There's a little town next to it where he lives, which would just, it would like, do nothing there. Uh, just like a small little village, because obviously it's islands in it, yeah. and there's not a lot for, for miles. It were, it were really surreal, but it were lovely. Yeah, sorry. Um, right, so you're going to record a new album uh, with the fourth member, what was his name again? Andy. Andy, Andy. So you got, how many songs you got written for that? We've done... We've got about four, like, sort of concrete. We've got ideas for a few more. Yeah. But we, we're the sort of band who, like, works better under pressure. So what we'll do is we'll probably book it. And yeah. Go, oh, fuck, we've got three fuck, months. Yeah. Let's write some songs yeah. and see what comes out. I think that's the best way. You know what I mean? I think when you've got two more time, you've got too much more time to think about it. And the more you think about it, the more it, I don't know, you just exaggerate it a bit. Yeah. So well, it's better it. that I think your first instinct's if you get your first instinct laid down that's the best thing to go off yeah yeah it's, no, it's, cool. it's that 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 pressure just having to get it done what are you doing for friday uh for the release so you go you do a facebook live no <laughs> we haven't really got all planned to be fair we we were off on a little weekend the next weekend um we band called janice stark um the guitarist used to be a prodigy. That's his little, ah, you know, his little nice. side band. Right. Oh well, it's his main band now. Right, um, nice. But he was he was sort of band, you know, on the side while he was in Prodigy. Yeah. So we're doing little. It's just um, doing Bristol, Peterborough, Bradford, and Newcastle with him. Nice. And then a couple more leading up, and then just slowing down. For what night's Newcastle? Sunday. Um, uh, might come like. Yeah. If it's Newcastle only two hours from me, so it's the same drive to Newcastle as Aberdeen. Oh. So yeah, Sunday actually... Sunday twentieth. Right, I'll look about this after this, but that's fine, yeah. Could be double. Uh right, okay, so I think music wise we're all kinda of squared up with you in terms of there's nothing else we need to talk about. No other no other fucking releases you've been because you didn't like it. No. 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 No side projects. I have got a side project. I'm in a bag called Knife Club as well. Ah? What's that? Yeah, so Knife Club were me and a mate who lives down in Hastings, like south coast of England, where um, we were staying at his house one night. We got really pissed and we were listening to... can't remember who the band was, um, but they had a, they've got a song called I Got a Knife. And we were just taking the piss of it and saying, well, this is a knife, this is a knife, right? And one thing led to the other and I got this really stupid tattoo that says, this is a knife, picture of a knife with his name in handle. So I was like, right, you've got to get it too now. Is that as in like the of uh, the Indiana Jones? That's not a knife. Yeah, this it's is kind a knife. of like yeah. yeah. Okay. So so I made him get this tattoo with my name on it, and we were like, right, we're Knife Club now. And we're like, oh, we probably should start a band around this. So what is it then? Is it a punk? Is it? Yeah, it's like it's more hardcore. Um, it's me and him who lives in Hastings, and the last who lives in Ipswich. Oh, nice. Um. Are you vocals and guitar? Vocals and guitar. Um, and then two lads who live in Manchester, so we're all spread around. So it's not like a... So you got a drummer, three guitarists, and a bassist? No, we've got... Uh, 
drummer, two guitarists, bassist, and standalone vocal. Two standalone vocalists. And oh, two standalone I'll, vocals. Yeah, and then I'll it. do vocals as well. Nice. You, I think you, because obviously you look, you'd suit doing being a front man without a guitar on you, just like. I wouldn't know what to do with me hands. Nah, <laughs> I don't, you can't have any, you can't have any McNeilers. He was in Alexis on Fire. He's, yeah, he's yeah. now the front man of Gallows. Like, yeah, yeah. Got, get big build. You look like you'd fucking just jump on people and go nuts. I think that'd be a good vibe I'd, for I'd give you. Give it a go one day. I just like having a guitar. It's just something to hide behind. Yeah, you know, uh, like, yeah. Oh, if it's right. a shit gig, yeah. you can just like tie behind the guitar. But this uh, is it. Yeah, man. Uh, that's one thing about being a front man. Like during like I don't know a solo or a bridge. You, what do you do apart from like go like kill you? Know, yeah, you just, clap your hands. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, right, music wise, anything else? No, that's not. Our knife club going to do a tour. Uh, we, I mean, we. It's hard for us all to talk because we're all in bands. Yeah, uh, it's more just. You got anything released music wise? Yeah, we've got an album called We Are Knife Club. Oh, nice. Um, on Bandcamp. Uh, yeah. Right, I'll go. Uh, so on I'll find that after. And we've got. We did a single over lockdown. And then we did a fucking like '90s style dance remix album <laughs> <laughs> as well, and it was just like we got people who liked us to who were into like their electronic music yeah. to just like remix all the albums oh, and nice. see what we came up with. So Sick. that's called Club uh, Knife Club Classics. So. Classics when <laughs> exit into it. No, no, like <laughs> but, Club Clubland Classics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, nice. Um, Right, one thing I wanted to talk about as well, you do a lot of like artwork yeah. as well. Uh, I was going to ask if you got any prints going, I'll fucking take one off you like, later on, but what um, what started all that with you? Uh, to be fair, I've always drawn. Um, and it was just, you know, I always just sort of doodled to myself. And I remember one day we were sort of sat with band. Um, you do that work for the nosebleed stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'll get those. Out yeah, of it. I don't know why I picked them yeah, up. Um, definitely, I could tell it was your artwork for the scratching, but the the dance for the devil artwork's a lot different. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've I've changed it up a lot. Right. Um, but it were I was literally just sat doodling one night, and uh, Ben had looked at it and said, "Hang on, you can draw." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I've always been able to draw." He was like, mm. "Why haven't you been doing our art? Like we've been." fucking paying people yeah, to do that why yeah. are you doing it I'm like oh I never thought of it before yeah Um. so I'd, I've done all our art ever since and you know I've done art for other bands here and there and art for other stuff here and yeah. there and my own stuff done prints and all that sort of stuff here it's a good there. thing to have it it's like one extra expense not to pay you know what I mean well this is it yeah. and it, it just it's one of the I only do it to sort of calm me down sort of you know yeah. it's just something to you know I'm sat on an evening if I'm Gonna be out of my mind, bored or whatever. Yeah, get it out. I wish I had that kind of creativity behind me. Like I'm just ADHD to fuck. Like, yeah. If I could draw or like I don't know, if I could play the guitar or something, you know, what I mean, I'd love to have that kind of like yeah. mind because it soothes your mind, eh? Well, this is it. Yeah. Everyone's like, get a coloring book. I'm like, I couldn't think of anything fucking worse. Because <laughs> I'd go nuts at myself for it if I drew the lines. I'd be like, we're pissed off when yeah, I started yeah. this. So. <laughs> no, it's um, it's one of them. It's like I, I've, I've always got really fucking set ideas about how I want stuff to look. Yeah. So now I can... you got that control. I've got that yeah. control. It's like, oh, we must need... be hard trying to, like, project to something, to somebody. Like, one of my hardest things to do is see when I'm designing a tattoo for myself. Yeah. I've got, like, four or five artists now that I'm constantly going to, and at least two of them are sick to fuck of me because I'm always coming up with these ideas 
and be like, yeah, you're telling us this, but I can't like, and what they draw and what I want are just like, it's hard things. to translate. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but at least you've got that in your own mind. Like, well, this is it. I mean, yeah. like we, last I got to get tattooed by like, I always let her draw it, but yeah. I can at least go, yeah, that's what I yeah, want. Yeah. Do in that your in style. your style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things. And like, I bought an iPad over over lockdown because I always pen and paper. Mm-hmm. It's changed my life as this iPad. It's, yeah, you know. So I bought. They were all. They were expensive because it's fucking iPad. I think the pen itself's like what hundred quid. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so I was like, all right, I need that iPad. So what's the pen I need? Oh, hundred quid for a pen. It can't be that good. I know. Honestly, it's great. Like, it's fucking fantastic. I've never used it, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it, it's... You know what it reminds me of? Mind a Nintendo DS mm. and used to go on Picto Chat and used to yeah, draw yeah. that. I just thought, I mean, can you like, use your finger if you if you lose it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can use yeah, your finger. But it's nowhere near as... No, yeah. it's, it's got so much control. It's so sensitive as yeah. well. Like, because all reviews were saying, well, you can use other ones, but they haven't got that sensitivity. Yeah. And it's, it's Apple. Apple will make something that you can't replicate. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if it... Yeah, it's just apples with fucking silly things, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so, so I've got that and it's, it's fucking changed my life because yeah. now as well, because I used to do what I used to, I had, I'd get an idea in my head that I couldn't get out of my head, but I couldn't translate it and I'd just be throwing shit away and then just forget yeah. about it. Whereas this, you can just rub it out and start going, oh, yeah. don't quite like that, could tweak yeah. that, you know, that sort of thing. So it, it's, you know, it's changed my life. You've got your own kind of website as well for selling prints. Yeah, yeah. You'll plug that fucking fire on. Just... Uh, it's. I mean, to be fair, it's the, it's the nosebleed merch. So, oh, so right, it's, okay. I just put Easy it all up on there. So if anyone looks up nosebleed and nice. goes finds our site, on it's all linked on social media. It's it's Perfect. just on there. And what's um, to plug the album? Is it just a CD you've got now and there's a wait for a vinyl? Uh, no, we've got the vinyl. We've got, got the, the vinyl CD. Then? Oh, nice. Yeah. Cassette? Um, cassette, no? No, no, no. cassette. No, I no. think we had... No, we didn't have a cassette. Our, our label does a lot with this this uh, company in America for cassettes, but they haven't done it for us. Yeah. Uh, but it's tnsrecords.co.uk. If you nice. want to pick up an album. I'll definitely be doing that. Perfect. Well, Elliot, thank you as always. No problem. Um, I'm glad I did this. Well worth the drive, so bye. Yeah. Uh, I think, though, on a side note, I should come down again, stay the night with a fucking crate and just do a motorhead one. Yeah. We could do that day, but just like start from on parole and work our way through. Yeah. So, like, on pro will be like sober, so, but nice and sophisticated conversation. Then it gets to that inferno kiss of death, you're like, fuck, didn't I? Oh, it's just like, <laughs> it's fucking good on me. Right, let's fun. do it. Episode two with Elliot. Point two. Point two. Elliot, thank you, man. No worries. Yeah.